Welcome to the Sex Talk Cafe, a podcast about the transformative and healing power of sex, pleasure, and embodied sexuality. I'm your host, Morgan Susan Taylor. I'm a sex therapist and specialist in women's sexuality and the founder of the Pathway to Pleasure Collective, where I am passionate about normalizing the conversation on sexuality while building a bridge between the sexual and the spiritual. I created the Sex Talk Cafe as a place for you to learn from the experts in the field of somatic sex education, sex therapy, and sacred sexuality so that you can remove the mystery from sex, release guilt and shame, and learn to live a sexually empowered life filled with more confidence, connection, intimacy, and love. Thank you for joining me. Today, I welcome to the Sex Talk Cafe... Kimmy Inch, also known as Mistress Nina Payne. Kimmy is a seasoned dominatrix-turned-conscious kink healer extraordinaire. She's the founder of Dommy Dolls, a couture provider of kink and BDSM experiences that range from personalized individual sessions to group classes, workshops, and custom-curated private party experiences. Ms. Inch has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Cosmo Magazine, and has made TV appearances on ABC's Nightline and 2020, just to name a few. And today, we'll be exploring the topic of BDSM and kink, in particular the realm of conscious kink, and how this fascinating realm of fantasy, pain, and pleasure can be used to bring deep healing, personal empowerment, and improved relationships. Please welcome to the Sex Talk Cafe, Ms. Kimmy Inch, also known as Mistress Nina Payne. Well, Kimmy, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have you on the Sex Talk Cafe. Thanks so much for having me, Morgan. I'm very excited to be here as well and appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. Well, just for our listeners, would you just talk a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So my name is Kimmy Inch, but I also go by a professional dominatrix name, which is Mistress Nina Payne. And I've been a pro-dom for about 15 plus years um, internationally. And I started a company about 10 years ago that basically brought kink to the public as a way of educating, entertaining, and empowering those interested in sort of spicing up their sex lives. And aside from all that, I also am a somatic therapist these last three years. Uh, so I'm sort of doing a combination of um, educational kink classes, uh, kink sessions, and also uh, sort of therapeutic sessions as well. So I do a, a variety of different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so excited to talk to you about that aspect of your work, the conscious kink and, and the use of kink for healing. But before we get into that, um, can you just kind of talk to us a little bit about what is kink and BDSM in case some of our listeners don't really, aren't familiar with that? Absolutely. So you know, the term kink and BDSM, it can encompass many sexually related activities, but really the most simple way to describe it is that kink is considered the unconventional in sex. And of course, what's considered unconventional to one person may be different to the other, but kinky sexual practices can include many things as light as just talking dirty and role-playing to more specific related BDSM activities like bondage, domination, and submission, and fetishes. So really, um, it depends on the person playing, but kink can range from light and playful to heavy and dark, um, um, hardcore. 
So it, it actually has an umbrella of um, different practices that people can explore. Wow, cool. And what's the difference between kink versus BDSM? Right. So BDSM is a more specific kind of kinky play. You can actually, um, through the word itself, through the, those four letters, you can sort of break down what it means. So the B and D in the beginning means bondage and discipline. The D and S in the middle means um, domination and submission. And the S and M at the end stands for sadomasochism or sadomasochism. So basically any activities that fall within those different terms can be considered BDSM. So again, with kink and BDSM, it really depends on how the players themselves want to approach the different activities. So depending on what they want to explore, they can do this in a very light, playful, um, you know, beginner sort of way, or they can engage in these activities in a very heavy, hardcore, um, you know, more intense way. So the intensity level really is up to the players involved. Got it. And how is this used for healing and empowerment? I think a lot, I think that's an aspect of this uh, part of sexuality and this type of, you know, sexual lifestyle and sexual play that a lot of people don't realize that it can actually be deeply empowering and deeply healing. So if you could speak more to that. Absolutely. So with kink and with BDSM, you know, many people have these different sort of fantasies that sometimes they are brave enough or courageous enough to explore, but a lot of the time people carry a lot of shame around their sexual fantasies. Maybe they think they're, you know, unusual or strange, and they're quite common. Um, and the way that kink and BDSM can be used in order to help people heal is that it can get you in touch more with that creative, adventurous side of yourself that has um, an inclination to trying something out of the norm, to trying something different. A lot of our fantasies tend to stem from um, our childhood. So repressing them and denying them can be actually harmful to an individual. So being able to have a safe environment to explore your kinks and fantasies um, with someone you trust can be very powerful and can lead to, you know, more self-confidence, more self-knowledge, and a better understanding of, uh, you know, who you are as a person. Yeah, for sure. And I'm really interested in these safe environment conversations and how oh. we actually create safe enough spaces and safe enough environments for this type of exploration. And I'm really curious if you could speak a little bit to how you do that in your work. Right. So... Starting off as a dominatrix about 15 years ago, it's been a long time, um, you know, after engaging in that kind of work, what led me to appreciating it more and more was this opportunity to create a safe space for my male and female clients to explore in. So I would get people who would contact me and say, you know, I'm interested in exploring this sort of fantasy, this sort of scenario. Um, where they didn't feel they had an outlet for it any other way. So I felt like sort of the importance of being able to not only create that safe environment, but to also help guide them through that experience as the dominant. And I noticed that when you're able to witness people in their most vulnerable states, because like I said before, in the, in the situation of these people wanting to um, explore their fantasies, I mean, their families don't know they have these fantasies. Sometimes they're 
own partners don't know. Um, you know, it, it's a very sort of secretive sort of thing. So to bear witness to somebody in their most vulnerable states and to let them know that it's okay to to, you know, play in this way and to explore in this way can be really, really powerful. So yeah, so being able to have that clear communication, um, to be able to hold space for those that want to explore and also to give loving and, and, and support while they're in that space. It's, it's very powerful work and that eventually led me to wanting to share that more and more with people that maybe are struggling with sexual dysfunction or, or sexual trauma or shame or a number of different things because really I feel like the way you approach sex is the way you approach life. I think it ripples out yeah. to the rest of, of, of everything, you know. So yeah, I think it's important to have that platform. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I wonder if you could just speak more too to like the role of a dominatrix and you know obviously people tend to get sort of this stereotypical idea in their heads of what that yeah. is and what that looks like. And I think that it can be maybe a challenge even to understand how that can be, like you're basically holding a space of healing for these people to have these deep experiences. And I wonder if you could just speak more to like what that actually looks like and how you being in that role actually can be, be healing for somebody. Sure. You know, there's so many misconceptions around kink and BDSM and also, of course, around what a dominatrix is. And a lot of times people think that, you know, people come to see me and I just do whatever I want to them. And, you know, I just get treated like a queen and I'm the taker sort of in that dynamic. And that's so um, far from the truth because, you know, there's so much that goes into um, – one of my sessions that even before I meet the person um, in my play space, you know, there's a lot that goes into a, the dialogue around what they're looking for. Are we compatible? Am I able to accommodate the, the fantasies they're interested in? You know, um, as a dominatrix, I hold the responsibility of guiding their session and to help create what they're seeking in order to feel that sort of fulfillment to in order to feel that sort of outlet for what they're, um, you know, what they're sort of after. So me as the taker and me as like the demanding bitch, so to speak, is definitely far from the work that I do. Mm -hmm. um, if anything, um, you know, the one in the dominant position tends to be the giver in that dynamic. And, and I get a real sense of satisfaction, um, not only from it being my profession in a way also in a sense that it feels very rewarding, again, to be able to create that safe space and environment so people can be their, their true selves yeah. in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah, so as a dominatrix, you know, there's a misconception around it just being um, prostitution and, right. and things like that. Like, well, you know, yeah, I that, have no that, problem with sex work at all. But, right. yeah, it's definitely a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because some, yeah. I understand that these, you know, fantasies and these type of scenarios and scenes that you enact for your clients, that it's not necessarily always sexual fantasies even. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. So uh, another misconception around kink and BDSM is that it's sex. And really, the way that's best to think about it is that kink and BDSM is a tool and the way you want to use it is completely up to you and yes that tool can be used to intensify a sexual experience 
uh, with a with a partner in that sense, if that's what you're after. But in my case, where I do not engage in um, sexual intercourse or that sort of exchange, it's used as a tool for a, a person to almost like take a break from the norm and, and take a vacation from themselves and to um, expand and explore in a way that they haven't really had a chance to any other, in any other way. So um, if anything, you know, I, I feel like I, I'm more of the curator, more of the, the collaborator, because it is a, a co-creation between me and my clients um, to create the sort of fantasy that they're looking for, and it never has to lead to the climax or to um, a sexual intercourse at all. Sometimes just the, act, the different activities and the different acts is fulfilling enough for the person that that's all they need, you know. And if you're in a sexual relationship with a romantic partner, you know, um, again, kink can be a great tool to deepen intimacy. It doesn't necessarily have to lead to sex. So um, that's why I like that. Um, it's just nice to have options, you know. Yeah. Like, it's Put nice to have choices. Yeah, right. that's how I feel. Like, it's just nice to be like, ooh, there's, there's so many different ways we can approach um, you know, becoming intimate with each other it can look a lot of different ways, and I think it's just a fun option. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I like to let people know to think of it. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, what about like people that might say that this is okay? Well, I have two questions on this. So, some people might look at kink and BDSM and and see it as like abuse. So there's that. Mm -hmm. And then, what is it that is a turn on to some people? The, you know, the pain or even like humiliation can be a real turn on, a real fantasy, like somebody being put down or humiliated. You know, there's, there's a, I know that there's a lot in this realm, and so I wonder if you could just speak to that a little bit about how it's different than abuse, and then also like what is it about the um, you know, the inflicting maybe pain or, um, you know, psychological aspects of humiliation, for example, that might be part of somebody's fantasy and might even be a turn-on for them, that might actually even be pleasurable for them. Absolutely. So, you know, to comment on the stigma around BDSM possibly being linked to abuse, um, you know, I think it's really important to say that those that are serious players and that really appreciate the art form of BDSM look at it as a way to connect and to, as I said before, deepen intimacy um, and to sort of tap into another side of yourself. So in order to create a, a, a play session that's fun and fulfilling, you know, both parties have to be sort of, you know, giving in the situation, you know, there's definitely, um, unfortunately, going to be some bad apples here and there that don't really understand what it means to engage in BDSM activities, but those that are serious players really respect it as, a, as, a, as an art form and as a way to expand and to grow and to even transcend in some cases. Um, and I'm just trying to remember the other thing. You asked me a few different About questions. About how, yeah, like how something that maybe would be perceived as painful or not at all desirable or pleasurable, how right. that experience as pleasurable and even a turn-on, an erotic turn-on for some people. So true because, you know, some people say, well, you know, if I were to use kink as the tool to intensify my sexual experience, it doesn't really seem to make sense to even bring it into the bedroom. Like, how does that make sense? I don't want to be in pain. And, you know, how I like to describe it is like there's 
sort of that good pain and that bad pain and that um, good pain that's being sought after, um, it basically can create a situation where when you're in an, an intense situation and you're creating um, a scenario where you might be getting spanked, for example, um, you know, creating different levels of pain, which could go from light to a bit more intense, um, that could do a number of different things. It can really sort of intensify the situation, but it can also release endorphins. It can release adrenaline, sometimes create um, almost this like headspace of, you know, where time stops and stands still because pain can also be sort of a, like an aphrodisiac for people that are engaging in, in activities that do focus around pain. But again, like, like I said before, your type of what's comfortable for the people involved. So it doesn't have to involve any sort of pain whatsoever. But for those that like to add that level of intensity, it's really not all, always about the pain itself. It's what the pain does for them and how it sort of heightens the experience for them. And again, that's all those chemicals and yumminess that gets released during that sort of um, scenario that people really enjoy. Yeah, awesome, cool. Well, I, I would love for you to share with our listeners too, just about like how do how did you get into this line of work? This is so unique. Uh, <laughs> share your personal story, and then how you bridge this into this. You know, what you're really more interested in now is really the healing aspect. Um, so I would love to know like both sides, like how you got started, and then how this transition happened into more of the healing aspects of kink and BDSM. Sure. You know, it's so interesting because even when I first started, um, you know, experimenting in sex in my own personal life it, it, in late in high school and early 20s, I don't know. I was always like just sort of like, how do we push it even further? You know, I would, I'd be like, this sex is fun and all, but like, I think it'd be fun to, if you tied me up or, hey, how about if I, you know, choke you? <laughs> you know what I mean? And a lot of my partners would be like, what? You know, and so for me, I just like always wanted to sort of turn it up a little bit more and just see what could be created from that. So I think I always had sort of an inclination around experimentation and, and wanting to explore different options. But I used to be a DJ for many, many years, and at some point, um, I decided to move to Tokyo to DJ, and while I was there, I was approached by party promoters that held fetish parties, um, and they asked me if I would be interested in DJing at these parties, and before then, even though I, I myself like to sort of kink it up in the bedroom, I didn't really have an understanding of what a fetish party was. I was a little intimidated. Is it going to be scary? Are people going to attack me? Um, so I was a little nervous about it, but you know, that introduction was so valuable because I realized through that event that the people involved in that sort of community were very open and very supportive and kind and respectful um, of boundaries and all of that sort of stuff. So it totally opened my eyes to what, and through that, I met a lot of professional dominatrixes that would attend these parties and would asked them about their work, you know, I was totally fascinated by the psychology of it, and eventually, you know, they said if, if I wanted to sit in on some sessions, they had clients that liked, uh, you know, liked an audience, so um, I would sit in on some of these sessions, totally mesmerized by all that was taking place, and just really appreciated um, 
the thought and detail and care uh, that went into those sort of encounters. And I wanted to try it. And also, you know, at the time, I'm like early 20s, and the idea of making $300 an hour where I don't have to take off my clothes and nice. I get treated like a queen and I get to, you know, engage in these different roles and scenarios, it seemed really appealing to me. So, you know, being young and, and a bit naive, that was sort of the thing that was of, of interest to me at the time. But the more and more I did it, the more I realized what sacred work it actually was and how my clients would uh, express this, you know, sentiment that they needed these sort of encounters in order to really function in their work, in their family life, um, and, and they needed that sort of outlet uh, so they could sort of, you know, be able to face every day and to be a part of that uh, felt really good, you know, I have a sense of like, you know, accomplishment when my clients would leave and just be like really happy and feeling really fulfilled and um, I just wanted to explore more of that. So as time went by, I um, eventually came back to the States and I came to New York City and I was asked to teach uh, how to be a dominatrix in different dungeons. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. So in order for a dominatrix to work at a specific dungeon in New York City, they would have to go through a training course of mine. So um, yeah, it was really fun. And through that, you know, a lot of the women would say, oh, a girlfriend of mine would love to come. She doesn't want to be a dominatrix, but she would love to learn about this. Or I wish I could bring my boyfriend. My boyfriend needs to learn how to do this on me. You know, like yeah. um, a lot of people just express interest in um, the different techniques and activities I was teaching. So I eventually started teaching more in the public. I was doing everything from bachelorette parties oh, to, wow. you know, teaching at sex toy stores and things like that. And then when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, um, you know, back in the, I guess it was 2007, um, everything just sort of blew up and everyone and their freaking mother were interested and <laughs> right. in learning about kink, which was actually really refreshing. You know, I'm not... Um, a huge advocate of that book. I don't right. feel like it really encaptures uh, uh, what kink and BDSM is, but it was an opportunity for people to become interested. And then, you know, obviously when they came to see me, I set them straight. <laughs> and I gave yeah, right. them exactly. the real education. The actual yeah. thing. Yeah, that book, I think I made it halfway through. It was so cheap. <laughs> I just can't. I know. I agree. Yeah, and I and I love this. Like you know, but I think you're right. Like it did. That book really did open the door to sort of mainstream society to sort of make give them permission. I think to maybe explore this realm that before was just taboo, or or maybe they didn't even know that it existed. Right. And I love it. And, you know, I just want to say that I've been to one of your classes here when you were in Austin. Yes. And it was so much fun. I think you did such an amazing job at just making everybody feel really comfortable and there was no pressure. And, you know, it was very, like, start at the very beginning. And, you know, mm. oh, here's how to sing. Thank you so much, Morgan. Oh. I appreciate that. Yeah, I right. had a great time. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I want to I want to hear more about the classes that you're you know teaching right now, and um, maybe you can even share if you have anything coming up 
we'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. You know, so a lot of the, the classes that I was teaching um, in the beginning, it was very focused on technique, like how do you tie someone up? How do you um, engage in role play scenarios? How do you spank properly? You know, I think that was sort of my focus was around technique, but I always felt like there was a way to go deeper, and I mm -hmm. felt like people really needed more than just technique. I think people really wanted to tap in to their own um, inner wisdom and truth and explore like what um, feels good for them as an individual. So, you know, um, after some deliberation, I decided to go back to school where I studied somatic therapy, which mm -hmm. is a body-focused therapy that it incorporates body psychotherapy and energy work and traditional talk therapy. Um, and I wanted to bring that into not only my classes, but also my kink sessions as well, um, because I think it's important to be able to have an ability to hold space for people that maybe are going to have an emotional reaction to the things that they're learning or have a um, you know, a space where they can express their thoughts and feelings um, and feel that they can be held in that place. So when it comes to my classes now, I really try to incorporate that aspect of them. Um, the class that you came to, to meet me at, that was a, uh, an introductory erotic exploration class. And that was a lot of fun because the Austin crew is like one of the most open um, adventurous classes I've ever had and it was nice. so great so I am so excited for the, the events that are coming up in Austin now um, but yeah so I have some things coming up in mid-March I'm actually going to be opening my own space um, mm, in cool. in Austin yeah I'm doing some renovation work right now and during um, mid-March I'm going to be holding a number of different talks and mixers and teasers and all sorts of fun things um, eventually and will lead to a full-on class for those that uh, would like to try the the art of erotic exploration the same class that you met oh. me at I'm going to be holding that again for for the for Austin again so oh, so yeah you know if you if you would just check out my website it's www.dommydolls.com I always have it updated um, and there's a calendar section that shows the dates and times of the different events that I'm doing and I'm always posting on there for people that are interested with anything kink and sex related. Yeah, I love that. And I know like one of the things I'll say about the class, um, wait, what was it called? It's the Art of Erotic Exploration. Art of Erotic Exploration. Okay, yeah, that's the class I did with you. And I just mm -hmm. think that that is such a nice gentle introduction in to this realm. And I know that myself as a sex therapist, I work with couples quite frequently where one um, of the partners is really wanting to explore this realm much more in depth. And they've done it a lot in their head, but they mm. don't really have the skills to bring it into the relationship. And then the other partner maybe is perhaps a little bit more vanilla or just not so sure about the kink BDSM. And I really, 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 really think that the class that you teach, and I'm sure you've got many other amazing offerings too, but I think that, that is such a great like potential solution for some <laughs> of the couples out there that are sort of, um, you know, I, I don't want to say mismatched. I think that we just need the education 
you know, and I think the work that you're doing, especially with offering these classes to the public and making it really accessible and very non-threatening and very welcoming, um, that it's just, I'm so happy that I'm going to have access to you here in Austin. Um, oh, yay. Yeah, to send people to you for that class. So, um, oh, yeah. that's amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, and it's interesting, like, I mean, that I get so much um, satisfaction when I see people come in, you know, they're nervous, it's intimidating, you know, they don't really know what to expect, it feels vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, and by the end of the class, people realize like, oh, it's called play because this is actually fun. And yeah. yes, it can um, strengthen my communication with my partner, it can deepen our intimacy, it can do a lot of these great things, but man, it's just like kind of fun to play make-believe sometimes, or just like, you know, um, sort of mess around in different ways that we haven't tried before, and some things may work, some things may not, but you know, taking a sort of lighthearted attitude around it. And yeah. I think everyone just has a, that little bit of adventure inside to them, you know, For maybe sure. you don't want to pull out the whips and chains that you're in your home just yet, but like a little slap and tickle might be fun, you know what I mean? So sure. yeah. Or, or you're not ready to like throw yourself out there to the, you know, the dungeon party going on that weekend, <laughs> you know, like that's too big of a leap for some people. So I totally agree. And I really love trying to create that sort of baby step um, for those that maybe are not hardcore players are already truly, you know, experience but those that are more on the curious side and want to sort of dip their little toe in I'm I'm happy to be that shallow yeah. end of the pool for yeah. people that just want to try things out you know totally and you have such a loving presence in the way that you break down the information I thought it you did such a great job with that it was very easy to digest it wasn't too much it wasn't too little and it was you know very fun experience Oh, thank you so much. I mean, I'm passionate about what I do, so I, I, I hope that it shows, and it, it's, it makes me feel really good to, to hear positive feedback, and I'm excited to share more of my gifts with Austin. I can't wait to. And just, just one more piece of clarification on your classes and for our <laughs> listeners. Um, now, I know the one that I came to, there's no nudity, and that's sort of a standard thing for you, right? It's like you're fully clothed mm -hmm. at all of your classes. Can you speak to that's that? That's right, yeah. Like, so, ah, um, like, what is this, a sex party? Like, <laughs> clarify for us. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. I let everyone know, you know, this is an introductory class. There's a big emphasis around the educational aspect, but also it's a bit of entertaining. It's a bit of empowerment. It's a bit of exploration. Um, and the idea is for um, people of all sort of uh, levels are able to come here and just kind of either deepen the knowledge they already have or be exposed to some new ideas that they may be interested in trying in their own bedroom. But there is no nudity and everything is based around consent. So nothing happens um, that you aren't comfortable with. There is an opportunity to be interactive either with a partner that you bring else at the space but everything is up to the individual and their own comfort level and we go at a slow pace and um, yeah and basically it's just an introduction so people shouldn't feel too intimidated um, and again they always have the last say on what's right for them and nothing's ever going to be forced or too um, intense. Yeah, well, we're super, super lucky to have you coming here to Austin. I'm so excited. And then you also um, cater to clientele in New York and London. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, I, I tend to tour quite a bit. I'm, I'm in San Francisco. I'm in 
uh, New York, I'm in London, and um, you know, just recently coming to Austin, I came in in August and realized what an amazing um, there is there as far as kink goes and as far as sex positive community, um, holistic healing, all of these sort of wonderful things. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited to sort of expand um, the different places I teach in that way. But I will be in Texas more permanently after the summer. I'm actually moving there full time. So, yes, so I will be available for all sorts of things from couples um, sessions to one-on-one -on -one trainings. Um, and again, I'll be doing lots of classes up in the future as well. Oh, great. Well, Kimmy, yeah. it's such a pleasure to have you here on the Sex Talk Cafe. And just one more time for our listeners, how they can get in touch with you, your website, one more time for our listeners. Sure thing. So my website www.dommydolls.com and that's d-o-m-i-d-o-l-l-z.com and um, if you need to get in touch directly I'm at Kimmy Inch k-i-m-i-i-n-c-h at dommydolls.com fantastic well Kimmy thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, yeah I look forward to connecting with you again soon thank you so much Morgan it's been my pleasure for joining me today for the Sex Talk Cafe. Please be sure to show your support by subscribing to this podcast series and sharing it with your community. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.